Hey, good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the award-winning recovery podcast, mm-hmm. Get in the Herd. That's right. That's right. I, you know, it's funny. I, I didn't even ask you um, if you wanted to take the lead or not, because, no. you know, you're a host. <laughs> <laughs> I always put that off on Joyce. I'm like, I can't do it. Oh, <laughs> um, <laughs> well, so we had a little change up today. I feel, I feel like, like, since nobody's actually watching it. Let's talk about that gray wall right there. I feel like we're in an institution. We've got to do something about that wall. That looks terrible. We need to get some art back here. I know, man. Where we 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 had the uh, uh, where is the picture up? Yeah. But I, I took it down at, at the suggestion of somebody may maybe in this room. Well, no, no, no. I, it's right because it had a glare on it. So I'm I'm with you on that. Um, I just now that I see it like this, I kind of miss. Uh, um, a certain person who was going to paint it mm-hmm. and well, anyway, I won't go into that, but anyway, welcome to the podcast. Um, we had a little change of events today. Uh, Jimmy Brooks was going to be with us today. He's running for a uh, delegate in the 74th district. He is going to reschedule with us for the eighth, I believe. So we'll catch him next week, but we have a fantastic conversation here because we have, um, so many things going on today. We've got our brand new women's phone, uh, it's a day like that. I cannot talk. Who are you and why are you here? Yeah, there we go. <laughs> um, so I'm Dixie. I am now the women's director here at the Mink Shin Foundation. So I've stepped into my new role here. Um, when I was on this show every week, I was doing the drug screening and medication. So it's like weird for me because when I introduce myself, I still try to say that and I have to stop myself. I'm like, wait, I don't do that anymore. That's not my role. Um, so yeah, now I'm the uh, director of female programs. Direct. Yep. A lot of responsibility. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> Do you feel like you have all the answers? No, not all of them. Um, But, you know, sometimes if I don't feel like I have an answer per se, like I was just talking to somebody today and I was like, listen, if you ever need somebody to talk to, um, come to me. And if I don't have the experience or the answer for what the question that you have, like I can direct you to somebody that will I promise you I know somebody that can help you if I can't. But I, I mean, I try to help everybody. Trying to help everybody. To the best of my ability. Saving lives and healing families. That's healing families, saving lives. Healing families, saving lives. <laughs> Better than, I suppose, sealing families and having lives. What? <laughs> <laughs> it's it's you know for me in my head it, it's it's been Friday for sealing, like two days. Sealing. Healing families and saving lives. So sealing families and having lives. Oh. Having lives. I guess we hate having, having. All right, all right. I'm done. My jokes are, uh, well, let's just say it's been one of those days. It has. <laughs> have have you been kissed by a rose? Oh, gosh. Now that's stuck in my head. <laughs> <laughs> She's too young to get that. I feel like that has something to do with um, what's the band? Is it a, is it a song? It's a song. It, it just uh, reminds me of the song "Every Rose Has a Thorn." Is oh, it about that band? No, oh. but that's a good. That's uh, Guns and Roses, but it's the the guy who sings. Uh, you want to sing it for us? Sing it. Nope. Nope. No. <laughs> Not doing that. Not doing that. Not doing that. Um, it's a. Uh, it's sung by a guy named Seal. Oh, okay. Who is married to? Is he? He's married to somebody. Um, Heidi Klum. Mm. I did not know that. Yeah, he he he. That was uh, what Batman Forever, or I don't know. It was one of the Batman movies. I'm one of the old that. Batman movies. Well, since none of us want to use Google right now, so put in the comments <laughs> where that song from. Kissed by a rose. All right, there, there's a little bit of song. We'll play it after the show. Yeah, I'm happy to hear this. Because um, Lord knows we don't want to deal with copyright issues again. Oh yeah. <laughs> so that brings up a good topic. So you you've had a week. Okay. You've had a long week, and yeah. and and congratulations on the new position. And and I know that you're alumni here, mm-hmm. and I've known you since you got here. Yeah. Um, and you have um, you are the right person for this job. I'm so excited to see you grow into this job mm-hmm. because I know you've got this heart and and this brain and the, and and you have the resources available to you. And and I love what you just said. It's like, I may not know the answer, but I can get you to the mm-hmm. answer. And that's kind of like, I think any of us, you know, I, mm-hmm. I don't know all the answers. And I, I, when I pretend to know all the answers, I get stuck and yeah. I screw up. So it's better, you know, when I say, nope, I don't, but I think I've got a resource for you. And, mm-hmm. and often I find that when I don't know an answer, but I know how to, where to send somebody, mm-hmm. 
it gives me a lot of insight into what that person's going to do mm-hmm. if that person actually takes that, you know, that step mm-hmm. most of the time, you know, <laughs> you know, um, you know, I, I just, I want you to do it for me. Well, no, mm-hmm. no, 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 no. And we have to empower others to do things. So um, before we get into what happened the rest of the week, I, I think talking about what we're talking about, what do you see as the challenges slash opportunities um, for you in this new role? Well, challenges, um, it's adjust, it's, 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 I stutter when I get nervous, y'all. It's an adjustment for me just stepping into this new role. It's weird because like upstairs on the third floor, you know, we're like in a bubble, you know? (laughs) And um, I was like in this bubble and now I'm no longer in that bubble. So that in one is an adjustment for me. And like having... To have so like I'm I'm um communicate I'm 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 more in tune with the women now like I get to work with them of course um when before I was mainly dealing with the men because of the medication mm. so it's like a big adjustment going from that to where I'm at now um but I appreciate it because I want to work with the women I was always down in Jill's office when she had that position with the women so um. <laughs> You know, it's 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 an adjustment. I feel like I'm going to learn a lot. You know, I, I like listening in, um, listening to Cricket Talk, listening to Jesse Talk to, like, participants and stuff like that. Because, like, you know, I've been working here for, like, six months or so now. That's it? Yeah, I know. I mean, I was always around before, but that's as long yeah. as I've been on payroll. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, it's just I've learned. I feel like I'm learning a lot being around um you guys like listening to y'all speak and listen, y'all have conversations with people when they come in and um having sit downs with them. Like I'm learning a lot. So I'm taking a lot out of that. Well, and so Chip Wigington, right? We know Chip and, and um, um, what is his wife's name? Sarah? Mm-hmm. Sarah. Yeah. Um, Chip says, is Dixie the new Jill? And I'm going to I'm going to answer that. No, Dixie is not the new Jill. Dixie is Dixie. Mm-hmm. And she is the new female program director. Yeah. She is. Dixie is the new Dixie. Yeah. You know, right. and yeah. Jill was great. Yeah. But Dixie's Dixie. I not, learned a lot yeah. from Jill though. Like, mm-hmm. um, Jill's also my sponsor. So like, it was kind of, I like, did not know that. Yeah. So Jill's my, yeah, she's been my sponsor for a hot minute now. So Oof. it's like, and it's weird. I, it's, it's funny because like, I got to thinking about this yesterday. Matter of fact, like when, but I still call it Jill's office, though. I'll catch myself saying that. I'm like, I'll be in Jill's office, and they're like, that is your office now. And I'm like, it's not a habit. It's I been still call office. it Alvin's office. Yeah. I still do. <laughs> it's like it's been her office basically since I've been here, so it's an adjustment. But, um, you know, Jill being my sponsor and stuff, like, I, of course, learn a lot from her. But um, in this position alone, like, over a, a while now, I've learned a lot from her, from being here with her. Um. And I'm grateful for that, but it, it's it's weird because like when I think if I remember correctly, when Jill came into that position, she had the same amount of clean time that I have now. Oh wow! So it's like I'm kind of like following a little bit in her footsteps, which is cool. It's great. I learned a lot from her, so I appreciate it. So that gives us about another year before we can expect a, uh, another baby. <laughs> Wow. I was going to answer that. <laughs> wow. <laughs> if you're following it. I mean, maybe. You never know, man. I'm just trying to deal with the one I got now. Oof. I, I took him to go meet his kindergarten teacher today. Oh, talk about that. Yeah, it was weird. I was the first time I had to, like, be a parent by myself, really. Like, um, like going to take him to meet a teacher. Like, when he did preschool at the elementary school, my mom took him to do that. So it's like, and because of COVID, I couldn't have anybody there with me. It was one person, one adult per child. So it was like, I had to like, and I'm weird with people. I'm a little awkward. <laughs> so it was like a real awkward encounter I had with the teacher, but it was cool. Um, I had to fill out a whole bunch of paperwork and he got some books and he got to see his desk and he is still not excited. He was like, can you just take me to daycare now? And I'm like, okay, <laughs> you better be excited because you're starting a week. He's, he is a very quiet kid. He's not. At all. Well, okay, so I see him as a quiet kid. That's no, it. he's very timid at first. Mm. Um, he's like stranger danger, mm. and um, it sometimes come ac- it comes across as rude mm. to me because like he doesn't like to speak to people if he doesn't know who they are, and it takes all you gotta do is play with him, but it takes him a minute to start playing with you, and then he'll open up and then he'll remember you. So he is not at all quiet, but he seems like that here. But once like we get into my office or something and it's just me and like me and him or maybe one other person, he's cutting up paper everywhere. He's bouncing off. Like he is just 
a wild child. And he's a good kid. <laughs> I've heard him running back and forth on the yep. on the hall here. Yeah. It's weird the third floor. You mentioned the third floor uh, uh feeling here at McShin, right? And you know, I've been up here now for um, two and a half years. Mm -hmm. So and the difference, you know, that that you know, it's the cycle because it used to be the in, um, the intake office was right next to me, mm -hmm. so we did get a lot of the new people. You know, every, everybody knew would come up here, um, and it was a it was for the longest time it was guys. So mm -hmm. there was a lot of guys on the floor, and then it turned into mostly girls and me. Mm -hmm. um, and and it was you know when you and Chelsea and me up here, and now it's me, Walter. Matt. Justin, Matt Grant. Y'all are just broing it down up here. Well, it, and and I I like quiet. Mm -hmm. My my next door office. Uh, he's he's uh well testified Tuesdays. It's not exactly uh, uh quiet quiet. Yeah. But um, <laughs> Matt Grant is wonderfully quiet. And and Justin, it's so funny to walk in this office because you know when when the show of course isn't going, I come in here and it's like death metal, but it's like on <laughs> it's like on easy listening level sound. <laughs> So it's very quiet in here. Did you want to comment on that? I I, I cut you off. Sorry. I, I, I like metal. What can I yeah. say? But I know nobody else does. So no, no. Volume down. I yeah. feel like my yeah. We really need to get this room soundproofed. I mean, hey, money. Money. He said, he said he's not opposed. He's not opposed. He's not opposed. at all. Not yeah. one bit. Not one bit. <laughs> So if anybody wants to give us some money to get it soundproofed, we'll take it. Ooh, we've got two listeners right now, so or viewers, I should say. Mm -hmm. I will say it's uh, so I'm like I'm. It's not um, a secret. I'm pretty ADD. Me too. It's pretty bad. Um, so I appreciate being well. I appreciated being on the third floor simply because it was quiet. So like I could focus <laughs> on what I was doing, and like I could do something and talk at the same time. But I can't have somebody talking to me while I'm doing something because I'll lose focus on what I'm doing. Like I can't do two things at once. So um, being on the third floor, I loved that. Now being on the second floor, I have a lot of women in my office. So like I'm trying to do something, and then I'm like they're not really talking to me. They're talking to each other, and I'm just like y'all, just like give me like two minutes, just. Simmer down for like two minutes. Let me just type this and then y'all can go back to what you're doing. So that's an adjustment for me. It's like, um, you know, everybody up here, like we talk to each other and stuff like that. But when we were working, it was quiet. I don't have that. Um, yeah. right well, you know, it's funny. I'm, I'm like looking at our staff right now and, you know, kind of, kind of mirroring our participants. Mm -hmm. You know, we, we, and I know that, I know that, we're constantly trying to have a diverse out, you know, mm -hmm. representation here, but I'm sitting here thinking of our entire staff. And of course our CEO is female. Mm -hmm. Our intake coordinator is female and you are, I assume female. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> You're female. Yeah. And then I'm thinking who else? Uh, oh, Monique. Melanie. Oh, Mel, of course. Of now, course. All Melanie. of our AmeriCorps is now um, female. So. Oh, that's right. That's so right. we're just taking over. No, I like, well, no, I liked it because my, what I was thinking was it's all guys. And I'm like, oh, wait, you're, I'm wrong. And that's mm -hmm. good. That's good. I, I tend to sit in my little bubble on the third floor. But what I've got into the habit of is I like being downstairs in Mo's office on the first floor mm -hmm. on Monday mornings. And for whatever reason, I seem to get a lot done because I don't have to be part of the conversation. You get done, stuff done? Well, people aren't talking to me. They're mm -hmm. talking to Mo. Mm -hmm. So I can listen stay abreast of what's happening you know and for whatever reason that seems to help me focus now usually really? yeah well only on mondays i don't yeah. know and i might be full of it but maybe i'm not getting stuff done but i i do like to be clued in mm -hmm. you know i like yesterday for example uh i was concerned that we were going to lose internet here in the building mm -hmm. so i made sure to go home so we could do the podcast from the house mm -hmm. and then i had a three o'clock call and i knew i had to be on that so i ended up staying home through to the zoom meeting mm -hmm. or for the i'm sorry for the community meeting but within the space of me leaving at like one and and six o'clock seven o'clock you know after the community meeting like there had been some major changes here and i was like uh, yeah. you know, housing things, you know, yeah. I, yeah. So, so, and I'm like, it's weird when I'm not here. It's like, mm -hmm. so much you know? happens. Yeah. That's and how I felt on vacation. So I was on <laughs> vacation, but like I checked my emails all the time because I still felt like I needed to know what was going on. It was kind of hard for me to separate like work and vacation. Mm. So like I was, um, and then, so when I came back, like I wasn't in the dark for everything. Um, 
And I was going through the adjustment when I came back. So that was just, it was a lot when I came back from vacation, switching jobs and stuff. But I like to be in the loop for everything too. Like I like to know what's going on so I can just stay up to date and like know, just know what's going on. I'm, that might be a little bit nosy too. Well, but I think that also benefits us in that. In, in, and that, yeah. yeah, in, yeah. Our, in our roles, all of our roles yeah. really. You know, it's like, you know, I walk out to the smoke shack and, you know, I see so-and-so walking out with so-and-so and you know they're not supposed like, to be yeah. multiple times and i'm like mm, 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 yeah mm. and it's like you know like i don't want to get you in trouble however i know you're not supposed to be doing that <laughs> and 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 it, it's even it's like you know and for me i like I, I used to do um and i used to love doing it too running the orientation meeting here remember when we used to do that wednesday at three? Do it again i really think we should bring that back i mentioned it a few weeks ago so. i've mentioned it months ago mm. Besides that. Yeah. Well, <laughs> anyway, but I used to love doing that meeting and it was because, you know, uh, you know, one of the things that I always stressed was, yeah, it says you're not supposed to, or you're not allowed and blah, blah, blah. I said, but here's why, mm -hmm. you know, and being able to get into, you know, why relationships for early recovery are not a good idea. Yeah. And it's like, and, and, you know, we've seen it just this week, mm -hmm. you know, with, um, a participant who had been a house leader, mm -hmm. you know, getting into a relationship in early recovery, something happened and, you know, now you know, he's gone. And so it, it's, it, it's an opportunity, <laughs> you know, it's like, no, you're not going to get, you're not in trouble. It's just, but let, let's look at what, let's think about what you're doing, mm -hmm. you know? And as a guy, you know, going after women, you know, I don't, I, obviously I'm not going to be the best representation of that for what should be obvious reasons. But, um, I know that, you know, so many women are coming in with such trauma and a lot of guys are too. I'm finding out it's, yeah. and I'm kind of was surprised at that, but coming in with such trauma and it's like, you know, we, we have all this learned behavior from that trauma and getting away from that and pulling away from that to discover who we are inside. Mm -hmm. You know, we lose that when we automatically freaking pair up, freaking, I said, freaking pair up, you know, at the smoke shack. Yeah. So anyway, how are you going to combat that? <laughs> That's, so, a, that's a challenge. I'm like, uh, so you know how like you start picking up things. So I'm in, I'm doing that now. I'm starting to pick up, which I, I I did it all the time before, but like now that I'm the I, I'm, I'm a little bit more. I'm, I'm I'm definitely picking up some things now. And I had to have, have I, had to, I what's that? <laughs> I had to have um, a conversation with somebody about it today. And just like because of like the early, like we say, like we suggest that you don't do this, and here's the reasons why. And you know, like with me, I got in a relationship in early recovery, mm. and that didn't end um, well at all. So I just like, and I try to sometimes I'll share that with people just to like give them like my what, what happened with my situation, um, just to give them an example, like, hey, this is what might happen, and it happens often, and like a lot of people use behind relationships. So in early recovery, I feel like it's important to like, I'm, I, I, I'm clear, I didn't do it, but I feel like from my experience, I feel like it's important for me to like relay that information to try to help the next person because they, I, sometimes we don't think about situations like that, especially when you're in it, Yeah, you know, like that's not something we really think about until somebody brings it to our attention. Yeah. Cambria says, I still watch, hoping he will reach out. Yeah, yeah, I know Cambria. Um, even if it's twice every day, I know he's still alive. This is like reliving a nightmare. I'm still his friend. Um, even though him taking out his hate on me. Yeah. Uh, well said. Don't know Dixie well, but what I've heard should be a good fit. Chip says, you remember Chip and Sarah, right? Mm-mm. You don't. No, I'm y'all. I'm and I apologize. I'm just mm. really burnt out. I have a really bad memory. Well, I don't know if it's memory. You know, I forget. Were they here? Well, they were, and they're a married couple. Chip and she was pregnant, um, and had a child, but not. When were they not here? here? Oh gosh, two years ago. Well, yeah, I was here. Yeah, but you were doing your thing. I mean, yeah, you I were. You, yeah, you know, you were pretty. You were at Hilliard. Yeah. Well, I went everywhere. I, yeah. was, I went through all of them. So I was either at Smith or Hilliard or at Delrose. Yeah. Well, and I know Sarah, I don't know where she was, but, um, well, we could talk. Well, I'll show you on Facebook, but yeah, uh, I'm going to go stalk your Facebook. <laughs> um, Chip was always around John all the time. They were hanging out and okay. painting stuff. And, um, Chip Wigington looks like a Chip Wigington. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And I love you, Chip. Um, <laughs> so on that though, um, this week has been, uh, now that it's, old, it's only Thursday. It's almost over though. I, it Tomorrow's is. Tomorrow's Friday. I'll tell you, I woke up thinking it was Friday. I woke up, 
I woke, you know, today, uh, Bob is celebrating tonight, right? Oh, really? Uh, yeah, here at five six. Years? Mm-hmm, five years? Yeah. Five, yeah. And yesterday morning, I texted him. I said, five years, man. I can't wait to celebrate at your meeting tonight. And I was like, I texted him right back. I said, nope, not Thursday. I'm a day ahead, <laughs> you know? <laughs> and I was a day ahead today, too. And I kind of went, oh, it's not Friday. Mm-hmm. Damn. Damn. It's been a long week. It has been a long week. Yeah. So- hey, guys, can I comment on something real quick? Sure. That just really kind of bummed sure. me out. Uh, and this is something that I just did. Uh-oh. So uh, Rob gave me my gym pass back, and I'm looking at the picture, and uh, I wanted to <laughs> see it closer. Yeah. So I tried zooming in by double tapping on yeah. my gym pass. You, are you like this or something? Oh, no, no. He tried to double tap on the piece like of plastic. you do on a cell phone? <laughs> oh, you have to get it together. Yeah. I'm afraid for you. <laughs> so we'll be doing a UA after this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, 100%. I was just I need to UA myself. Yeah, no, not yourself. No, <laughs> I just need to do it myself. Okay. Um, but I, but you know what this, you know what I like about this? What? I love that we are so interesting that he is completely doing something else. Oh yeah, he's just like on a plastic Ooh. aluminum, not aluminum, a laminated thing. Hi there, y'all are great. Well, you are great. Well, but you're great. Yeah, you are too. Honesty. I hope you're feeling better. I know. We missed you on Tuesday, and that's where I was going. So, um, oh, God. <laughs> I know, double tap. Well, let's talk about yesterday. What happened yesterday morning? What happened yesterday morning? Who was in the paper? On the oh. under the fold, but still on the front page. Yeah, that was oh, me. Oh, my God. My I haven't seen it yet, but I heard. It's in my office. I was trying to hide it. Oh, well, you, were, <laughs> you ain't going to be able to do a good no, job because not. Honesty's already ordered a copy of it to, to mount and put up on a, on a yeah, 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 that's going to happen. <laughs> See, I, honestly, I feel like I didn't call you. Well, you know, you can try. You can try. Um, you want to talk about the ugly crying? Yeah. No. Okay. So <laughs> let's talk about oh, it. Oh God. So for so we had um, a vigil for Overdose Awareness Day Tuesday. Tuesday. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Told you this week's been crazy. Yeah. Um. So I ended up being the speaker at it, which was wonderful. Um. I did not want to do it, but it ended up being pretty good. I liked it. Um, so I spoke about my sister. If y'all don't know, my sister passed away from an overdose April 9th of 2020. Um, so I spoke about that a little bit and um, and how it's affected me and my family. And um, yeah, so I got put in the newspaper and I just, so I cried. Okay. <laughs> Obviously. And um, when I cried, I just remember being on the stage and like I was trying to cover my face because there were so many people and I don't like crying in front of people so it was like a lot and so I turned to the right and I'm crying and then I see this guy <laughs> standing right there taking pictures <laughs> of me so then I was like oh god he's gonna give me ugly crying so I put my hand up to block it thank god that's the one they put in the newspaper and I almost said something my I was like you better not be taking pictures of me ugly crying they, um, they put the picture of with your hand over your face. Yeah, I had mm-hmm. my hand over my face. Thank God, because it was bad. You see how red I am in it in the picture and everything. And I was like, oh. um, so yeah, afterwards, you want to know what the really cool thing is? So I don't know if I, I I told you before, my probation officer, when I had like a phone interview or not interview, phone conference with them, um, he told me he watched saw me and Monique on the podcast, but I think he meant care talks. Mm. And um Anyway, so we had a conversation about that. So I didn't know he was behind me. He's no longer my PO. He took me off of his supervision. And um, I didn't know he was behind me. And I come back from speaking. And I know his voice. Very distinctive voice. So, and he had a mask on and everything. And he was like, hey, Miss Lewis. He was like, great job. And I was like, what? And then turned around, it was my PO. And I was like, hey. And I, so afterwards, he stopped me and we were talking. And I was like, what brought you here? And he was talking about how I used to be a drug court probation officer and how it's important for like POs, to, like him, Riku County wants to come out and support things like that because they work so closely with families too. And like, they don't want to have to send people to jail over, blah, blah. blah. So like, that was pretty cool. Like, I was not expecting my probation officer <laughs> to be there and sitting right behind me. And um, I just wanted to be like, you still ain't take me on probation. But Are I, you still on probation? Yes. Chesapeake oh County gosh. wants so much money from me um, to in order for me to come off probation. So I just said, you know what? I'm not using. I'm not doing anything that's going to get me violated. So just keep me on probation because I don't have two grand to give you right now. <sighs> so still on probation there. 
just I might just have to wait for my I think I got like three more years because they reinstated it a few years ago. So I'm just gonna ride that wave, ride it out. I like it. And I love um it was a beautiful event and you were a very strong woman. I love that we're talking about this and I and you know I, I know that we're laughing and making it well, I don't know if we're making it light, but I think the um I think that, I have to laugh about it sometimes to keep I, from crying. Yeah. I have to like think. And whenever I do that, like I just try to think, bring the positive out of it. And sometimes I probably say things that I shouldn't say, but like, I just remember, like, I know my sister and I know like what she would appreciate. You know what I'm saying? Mm. So like, um, yeah, I have to laugh sometimes from keep from crying and just like make jokes that she would appreciate from like just to honor her because i know how she was very gruesome sometimes not like gruesome jokes but like yeah. you know just make light of the, i'm making light of the situation sometimes when it comes to my sister because that's how i sometimes have to deal with it like of course i honor her and i mourn her and i grieve but sometimes um that's how i have to grieve as by making light of it i have to find like the positive out of the negative so sometimes that's how i have to maneuver through it yeah i, I appreciate that I appreciate that. I I think, um, you know, me getting into recovery, I didn't experience um, the constant deaths mm -hmm. of overdoses before I got into recovery. And I mean, that's a that's a product of a couple of different things. You know, my 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 drug of choice. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, and and at the time, and and uh, going through that now i mean i i did know somebody in fact i knew somebody i love very very much and mm -hmm. and so so it's funny at the time you know when he died there's some debate on whether he died of an overdose or whether he just died but he definitely died of the as a result of mm -hmm. you know years of drug abuse um and i'll say abuse um and you know i think the family kind of wanted to put that you know away and i wasn't mm -hmm. close with the family it's a, it, it's a long story. I'm not going to sit here and talk about that. But the thing is, is like when when I the first death, overdose death that happened here that that I was able that I was aware mm -hmm. of and 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 with somebody I knew mm -hmm. and had bonded with. And it was funny because this kid, you know, is is and uh, I don't want to. We'll, we'll call him Sam, but it, that's not his name. But I don't want to you know, yeah. put his name out there, but you know, he came here and he must've been like 26 or 27. And this was three years ago. A little, I mean, it was when I was a participant. So in, in June of, of 2018 and you know, he came, um, he came the day before my birthday, my birthday is June 15th. And so he came on June 14th and we, he looked at me, I looked at him and we bonded instantly. And I looked at him and I'm like, you look familiar. Mm -hmm. You know, the story I've told this story thousands, but, mm -hmm. and he looked at me and he's like, yeah, I do too. And we did the, we did that game, you know, who do you know? Where do you know? Right, right. Dad, you know, and I'm not from here. He's not from here. It turned out he had been the grocery store clerk at the Publix grocery store right by my house in Florida. Oh, wow. I know. I know. And that's the only interaction we'd ever had, but he had left the impression on me from that experience. Mm -hmm. You know, he was always funny. He always, it was always, I always left Publix happier, mm -hmm. you know I mean? I love grocery shopping clearly. And, <laughs> <laughs> but, but, and I do like grocery shopping. I mean, it's kind of a fun thing for me. So, you know, but he made it even more enjoyable. Like he left that much of an impression mm -hmm. that years after the fact, because it was years after the fact. And he was probably only 26 or 27 when he died. So he wasn't that much, you know, he was young, um, but he'd left that much of an impression. And so we bonded and, you know, we, we only knew each other for a little over a week. Mm -hmm. You know, I think it was a Thursday that he came in. I think my birthday was a Friday and, you know, he ended up going back out, you know, using, and he went back out using with another participant um, from the same house and from our house. And they got put out that Friday night and didn't want to you know they didn't go anywhere i mean there's a there's a whole thing about that but he ended up being um found um in a ditch in chester oh, on wow. sunday morning around 2 30 in the morning and obviously he'd overdosed in somebody's car or somewhere they and they just him pushed out. him out and um that was for so many reasons i mean obviously it's sad and what came what i got from that was an understanding of what good samaritan laws are mm -hmm. and and why it's so important to to fight for 
making sure that we're doing the right thing. You know, even when we're in the throes of our disease, you know, it's like, I don't want to, if I'm using and somebody overdoses, you don't want to face, consequences. I don't want to face consequences. And I might, you know, I might make the wrong decision. And I, I, I try to put myself into both positions there. And I, I don't know what I would have done in that situation. Mm -hmm. I'd love to think that I would do the right thing, mm -hmm. but I don't know that I would have done the right mm -hmm. thing. And I, and, and, uh, you know, I, I still don't know if that situation got figured out. I, I, I hope that whoever did that is getting the help that person needs too, because I would imagine that sort of trauma, you know, on that person. Cares on, yeah. yeah. Um, but it made me really think about, you know, so many more things. Just as getting arrested, the first, I mean, I was 40 when I got arrested. So having consequences of my using as far as legal consequences, you know, and understanding what it meant to be a felon mm -hmm. as a result of my dic addiction, because mm -hmm. my, my charges were all possession charges. And, and learning that process, you know, has taught me so much. And I'm like, wait, that's not, that's, that's not fair. Yeah. That's ridiculous. Are you serious? You know, and I think about my pretrial officer who looked at me and said, Look at how well you're doing, you know, as I'm sitting here telling in, in my head saying, no, I've lost 35 pounds in front of you. I'm going to get high in the parking lot when right, I leave here. Right. How do you, how can you look at me and tell me I'm doing well and not, and, and at that point I checked, I never saw her again until I went to court because um, I absconded, mm -hmm. you know, and I think if there had been a peer in that situation, you know, I may not have gotten it, but I would have gotten the real, you know, yeah. somebody who knew, you know, from, from that lived experience. And so that is a gap, you know, mm -hmm. and it's like, okay, good. We can fill that gap. Yeah. You know, and I, I just keep learning. But, you know, when we lost Sam and that, that I remember it was, uh, that Monday afternoon, you know, and, and I was doing groups with all the participants. That's what I did. I was in, in a group and we were, um, I think you can't do this legally in Virginia now, but you, we could back then. We were uh, releasing balloons. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I remember it was, um, oh, what was her name? Um, um, damn. Bradley. Uh, um, Lauren. Lauren Bradley. Yeah, yeah. She mentioned it. And she didn't know I knew him or, you know, she just kind of mentioned. I was like, it felt like that gut mm -hmm. punch. And I'd only known the kid for nine days, you know. Um, but that's the effect on me still to this day and 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 i i still you know because being around here you know it's it's um it happens and you know i still there's a piece of me you know there's a there i guess there's a piece of everyone i've known and some i haven't known you know just from that 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 stays with me right and i love that i mean i hate that's why but i love that and i continue to try to get a piece of somebody you know mm. before I guess I don't know what I'm trying to say. I'm not as I'm not eloquent with death. Yeah, I'm just not, and and I I don't know that I ever really want to be. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't know. I I look at John Schenholzer and I think you know how he's able to turn a, and and talk and speak and just be so beautiful with it, and I'm just uh yeah. I just don't know what to say. Yeah, I'm the same way. Okay, that's I kind of that's honestly that's why I was kind of nervous about speaking because like when it comes to things like that, like. I don't know what to say. Um, and yet you did it so beautifully. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I was free. So when I walked up there, I felt like I was, that was the first time ever in my life I felt like I was literally going to pass out. And and I felt like, because my nerves got the best of me. So I was mm -hmm. like, I feel like I'm going to, but once I got up there, I was fine. But I shared that when I was speaking too, like about, um, I never personally experienced, like, I said it like, um, I've never had any death really in my life as a result, really ever, to be honest with you, until um, I came into recovery. And the people that I did know that had passed away before I came into recovery, that was just like, they were, I didn't really know them. It was just something I saw on Facebook. You know what I'm saying? Like, it didn't, like... It would never hit close to home with me until um, the guy I was dating when I came in, when I got here, um, when he passed away, and then my sister. And then after my sister, my grandma passed away. And so it was like all within like a year and like two months of each other, three people that I was close to passed away. And the guy I was dating, we didn't date but for four, but for four months before he passed away. And that was like, that was traumatic. Um, that was like the first time I ever had to deal with that. And that was like un unreal. Um, I still remember that day. It's, it's, it's crazy. I remember like it, it, how everything played out. Um, but that was the first experience I've ever had with death. 
other than my own. You know, I've played around with it many of times. So um, it affected me in a weird way. So now when it comes to like speaking about it, I don't, sometimes I just get like, I freeze up because I don't know what to say. I get nervous and I don't know what to say. Um, but yeah, so that was, but it was a good event the other night. I, um, I enjoyed it. And so I was on the page of the newspaper. And as soon as I walked into work, I didn't know about it. Hmm. Richmond Times talked to me, but I didn't know it was going to be that. Um, I don't know why I didn't know that, though. And then I came in, and that was the first thing that I got when I walked in the door. Hey, did you see this? And it was on their phone. And I was like, <laughs> no. Like, I just walked in the door. And then my mom starts sending me pictures of it. And my they posted all over Facebook and stuff. My family's really supportive. Um, mm. But, yeah, that was that was interesting. It takes a lot of courage. Yeah. Yeah. You, I... You just put me in the space to remember, you know, speaking of that boyfriend, yeah. of me hearing about that. And I think I think we were doing it was um, a, there was um, a Memorial, Memorial Day, Day cookout, cookout and, and John whispering in my ear. And I think we were doing like Facebook Live or something. Like I had to be cheerful and stuff. And then he whispered that in my ear and I'm like, just like that. And yeah. I'm like, okay, now I'm going to go back to this. I think it was, I think Jordan and I were doing a Facebook live thing, right? you know? And so it was like, uh, now how am I supposed to do this? <laughs> yeah. I was in a dressing oof. room. I was like, I just remember going to shopping and I was like, I don't have any, all my clothes are black. So I was like, I don't have anything like red, white, and blue, any of those colors to wear. And I felt like I had to be patriotic. So I had to go <sighs> shopping and I was in the dressing room when I found out. And I just remember, like, I was in the store. Like, I was like, well, I have to leave. And then I didn't know what to do. So I was like, do I still buy this stuff that I'm that I'm here to buy? Because it was, like, all on my hand. Or do I, like, leave? Like, what do I do? And I was like, I guess I still need to buy this stuff. And I was, like, hysterically crying. I'm laughing because it is just so uncomfortable. But um, I was, like, hysterically crying. And the lady is, like, the person that works there, she's like, what is wrong with you? And I couldn't tell her because I couldn't breathe. And then, so she's like, oh my God, let me get you a fan. And then they brought me like this chair and put this fan in. And I was like, this is awkward. Like, I just need to leave. <laughs> what store? Where, what store are you I at? was at Rainbow right here in Azalea. It was so <laughs> awkward. I was like, I have to go. And mm. I couldn't, like, it was just bad. And then I came here and I told Jill. And I like, and she was like, why are you crying? And I told her. And she was like, what? And um, so that was the whole thing. And then, it, yeah. yeah. I, I just remember how everything happened that day. It's weird how that happens. It, yeah, and and it's, it, I the dots got connected pretty quickly because I heard about it outside by the spoke shack from John, but I had just been inside and I had seen Alden go into Honesty's office mm -hmm. and then close the door and heard her wailing and yeah. uh, and and you know Alden she's not prone to up and down emotional fits yeah. you know she's a pretty even keeled person and so I was like uh oh what happened and and. And yeah, that that's that was yeah. wild. And I think you know, not for me, overdose was not something I experienced. You know, myself. Well, uh, you want to say maybe possibly. Well, the thing is, this is I've learned that that you know that I probably did mm -hmm. um, because of. Well, I know I did at least once, maybe two or three times, mm -hmm. with a certain with a different substance, and I never put two and two together mm -hmm. until I got into recovery. I was like, oh, wait, hold on. You know, I mean, because, you know, in my mind, I'm like, I wasn't revived by Narcan. I didn't go to the hospital. So it wasn't a, a Right, yeah. right. But the reality was, you know, there was there was one time I woke up and, and this is, I'm not even trying to be funny, but I woke up and I speak a little bit of German. For Fine, whatever, fly, well, I mean, enough that like I could not, for whatever reason, I could only speak German to this person. And I had only met the person the night before, yeah, so and yeah. You only speak German. It was it was a really really it was really really scary. Now I mean it wasn't scary in the moment. It was more mm -hmm. of a well, it was scary in the sense of I didn't want him to look, think less of me. This guy had just met the night before. Yeah, <laughs> you know. But I want you to call me still. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, really screwed up shit. I remember. Um, so I I I, I was always the one. Out of anybody that I ever used with, I was always the one that OD'd mm. all the time. I can't even tell you how many times. So I've been hospitalized for it for like five or seven times. Mm. And um, I remember one time, it's like, it's weird. Like, I, 
I want to say I've over I've probably overdosed a lot more times than I know mm. of. Um, but I would like wake up in the bathtub or and then um but sometimes like I would know when I was about to, and that was a really weird experience. Um and then I would always catch charges. Like I remember that one day I knew I was about to. So I was trying to like get rid of everything before I did. And I did not have enough time. And I woke up with police around me. And my dad is a retired cop. So he was like, search a room. And so they did that. And I caught my um, first possession charge. And then my second one I caught from OD as well. So it's like if it wasn't for... Um, overdosing or if that law would have passed a little sooner i wouldn't be a felon right now you know yeah um i you know this is you, you're what you just brought up right and this goes to we had a, a district attorney for richmond city in here oh, a little over a year ago colette mckeachin and she asked me the question because i found recovery through a jail program right I found McShin through a jail program, and that was the beginning of my – it was the real beginning of my recovery journey. I'd been to a couple of 12-step meetings previously here and there, but that it wasn't anything that – it was never my problem. It was always everybody else's right, problem at right, that point. Right. And it really took me having those consequences. But, you know, and she – so anyway, I bring Colette into this, you know, uh, the Commonwealth's attorney over here. She asked, you know, well, would you have gotten into recovery if you hadn't – been arrested and you know that's and that's a question i hear a lot you mm -hmm. know from from the same people by the way who will say we can't arrest our way out of addiction but how are you going to find recovery if you don't get arrested right right it's like well hold on what's the alternative here because really you know now now i'm a felon you're a felon and I, do you, i don't know if you've done anything else but i mean i'm a felon from possession charges Me, that's all my charges yeah and 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 i'm not trying to say i'm better than anybody but i know that i had the same charges in a different state. Well, in the District of Columbia, you mm -hmm. know, which is different, totally different, you know, and it was a misdemeanor. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. And, you know, it was like, okay, you know how you take care of this is you get it taken care of by not doing anything for six months or whatever it was that I had to do and, and showing that, you know, it was a fluke, which mm -hmm. it really isn't a fluke. It's not, <laughs> I guess it's just, you know, the, the, to me, it's the other side of the coin but it's still not the answer. You know, there's clearly I had a problem. Mm -hmm. Clearly I have a problem actually that I have to maintain on a daily basis. But arresting me and making me a felon and putting me in a jail cell without a lot of, you know, resources or just letting me go and saying, all right, don't screw up for six months. You'll be fine. We'll yeah. get rid of the charges. You know, there, there has to be a happy medium in there. Mm -hmm. You know, and I, I think that's, that's where, you know, a lot of states are looking at that now. We look at Oregon. You know, we look at what's going on in Rhode Island with the safe and uh, the safe consumption sites. You know, we look at, you know, a Portugal model. You know, hopefully coming here. And, you know, I, I really support that idea. Um, it's funny because when I caught my first possession charge, um, so my so where we're from, it's right at the Carolina line, right? So I'm about four miles from North Carolina. Carolina line. Carolina. I love line. it. <laughs> and uh, your grandmother. Yeah. Dixie. Yeah. <laughs> so, Lord have mercy. I remember when you got here, and you tell me that. Yeah. So, um, you know, about the same time I caught my first possession charge, my sister um was in North Carolina, and her boyfriend had overdosed at the time, and she had called the paramedics. And she got charges for everything that was in the car, but her charges were all paraphernalia. Hmm. And I got a possession charge over paraphernalia. So, like, mm. so instead of it being possession, I mean, paraphernalia in the state of Virginia, it's possession charges. Me and her had the same situation, but hers were misdemeanors and mine were felonies. You know what I'm saying? So she wasn't a felon and I was over the same thing. The same, the literally the exact same thing. Oh, yeah. So I don't, I feel like in situations like that, like it should be, it should be something that they take a look at um, because I shouldn't be a felon. I should have a possession charge over paraphernalia. You shouldn't be a felon for substances, yeah, period. At all. As in, in Nathan's humble opinion and the opinion of a lot of people. Any. But I will say you are right. Like if it wasn't like the first time I got introduced to recovery was when I got my second possession charge and I didn't get bond and I went into the heart program and while mm. I was waiting on a bond hearing and I was only in there um, 
for eight days, but that's the first time I ever looked at a basic text. Um, at the, I don't know if they still do it, but you have to work steps in there. You don't have anybody, hmm. but you have to work steps in there. Um, so that's the first time I ever did anything like that. I still have the book that I got from the heart program, but, um, that was the first time I got introduced to it. And then I got on, out on bond and I got put on color code and I had to do some kind of treatment. Like, um, they wanted me to do like an IOP and that is really expensive. <laughs> um, and so I kind of had it set up. I was going to mental health in Chesterfield and they were accepting that. And then I kept overdosing and like the holidays came around and I knew they were going to call me for colors during the holidays. So I knew I had will room and it just got really bad from there. So that's when I kept overdosing and then that's what led me here. So like when I came here, that was the first time I ever went to like a meeting or really got involved in recovery or like other than anything other than the heart program for those eight days. And it was really weird because like I never got introduced to it. So like when I came, all I knew was like AA meetings and NA meetings like that you see in movies, mm. you know? So I was like, I do not want to do that. <laughs> I'm with you. Yeah. Yeah. Like uh. That's the only thing I ever knew of was like what you saw in movies. And I'm like, I'm not doing that. Well, yeah. And it's not like that. I, I, I think I'd been to, before I got here, I think I had been to three 12-step meetings. Mm -hmm. Very, very, three very different ones. One, the very first one that I, I think the very, very first one I went to was on the Gulf Coast in Mexico, uh, 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 Florida. Um, I was about to say. <laughs> no, the Gulf, the Gulf of Mexico in Florida um, at sunset. That was the oh, time. Of, so nice. Well, and I could not help but think how amazing this meeting would be without some weed and with some weed and with some uh, uh, margarita. That was that was my thought. And, you know, the, the people who were there were kind of like some hippie, yeah. you know, chill people. And it was kind of neat, not I probably told a war story because, you know, there was eight of us. And so I shared and, you know, yeah, whatever. Yeah. Being the stupid little, well, being the naive, fresh, I don't know who I am person, you know, at that point. But the second one, and so, yeah, that didn't take. The second one I went to um, also uh, in the same, in the Gulf of Mexico, but but not in, not at the beach. It was in a building, but it was like more stereotypical. It was like a whole bunch of people with those old metal folding chairs. You could still smoke. It was in a clubhouse. You could still smoke in the building. Yeah. And it was, it was just a whole bunch of people and, and it just, nobody seemed happy. Mm -hmm. Everybody seemed old, run down and smoking cigarettes. And I'm just like, yeah, I don't want that. Yeah. That doesn't know. That's not appealing at all. Yeah. And of course, you know, I closed my mind to it right off the bat, right away. you know? And the next meeting I went to was, um, uh, in uh, uh, in a, an LGBTQIA plus uh, um, community center up in DC. Mm -hmm. So it was, I just didn't, I did, I identified out mm -hmm. real quick with that too and without getting specific on that. And so, you know, I, I spent a lot of my time saying, nope, my problems aren't like that. Mm -hmm. I'm not that bad. I'm doing fine. I'll be okay. You yeah. know, until, you know, obviously, <laughs> you know, I wasn't doing fine. I wasn't doing okay. So pivoting here because we do, oh, wow. Look at that. Do you see the time? 49. Oh, wow. Um, we just, wow. Uh, hey, were there any comments that we should address, Justin? Um, we hire. Yes. <laughs> I love that. Honesty. She says we hire felons. Yeah. Yes. Um, in fact, I think if, I think you have to be a felon to work here. I mean, it's a qualification. Yeah. Joe, Joe is not a felon, which is crazy. There's a couple of people. Well, there's a couple of people and I'm just like, how, how are you not? How yeah. are you not? I just don't understand. How I'm are, not, I'm how not are a felon. you? How are you not? That is wild to me. <laughs> There's time. Oh my gosh. Um, I'm like, here I am. Call my first felony at like 19 years old. And I mean, that's just crazy. Yeah. And they're like, I'm not a felon. I'm like, I just, ouch. I was 40. I was 40. I was, yeah. Ouch. You're not even close to 40. I got like 13 more years. Uh, yeah. I'll be in my. I'll be, I'll, I'll be, oof, I don't want to talk about it, Yeah. but you know, so, so, um, pivoting here because it's almost the end of the hour. Holy mm -hmm. crap. Um, you know, the, the, uh, national recovery month started yesterday. Yep. So September for all the, all of you listening and are watching right now, you know, September is national recovery month and this is the 32nd annual 
recovery month, month, which is absolutely amazing. And for 30 years, Mm -hmm. uh, SAMHSA, the federally uh, funded uh, um, agency, Substance Abuse and Mental Health Services Administration. I don't know if it's administration or agency, but mm-hmm. that you know, it's it's SAMHSA, uh, SAMHSA is the federal government. They hosted this, and after thirty years, they handed it over to Faces and Voices of Recovery. Mm-hmm. So it's now you know people led, and it's it's run by a nonprofit organization, which I think is I think it's brilliant. I mean, I guess you know it was before my time when it was SAMHSA, but or it's just I was there at the meetings in SAMHSA, but. Now to be a part of that, you know, like, um, you know, we, we work with Sam, uh, with girl, you get to the, uh, it's almost Friday. I, I get to the uh, end of the hour and I start stumbling. I just, Oof. I just keep saying it's almost Friday. Like it's we're almost, almost Friday. there. It's almost there. Almost there. Anyway, <laughs> you know, we I, get need to, I need a nap too. Um, and I got my monster right here. That's my, I need energy. No, this makes me go to sleep, Me too. <laughs> but all right. So recovery month, you know, now as, you know, as McShin, we participate as a stakeholder. So we, you know, we get to have a voice. We mm-hmm. had a voice with Samson, but we have a voice now, you know, with faces and voices. And so we get to participate on a national level. Mm-hmm. But we also, you know, Sam's darn it. It's going to be all right. We're going to make it. Faces and voices. We'll call them favor because okay. faces and voices of recovery. Okay. Favor. Favor. Favor, um, you know, works to uh, empower organizations across the country mm-hmm. to host National Recovery Month events. And so here at McShin, we have on September 11th, recovery um, recovery first. If you've never been, you got to come. Oh, my gosh. This Talk. would be my third, third one. Third one. Third one. This will be my. I third missed one. one. I missed the first one. The oh, f- first one I, when I was here, I, I was, I was, I hated everything with Shin back then. Yeah. Yeah. Because you know, I think I, I don't know if you did, but I went through a period of hating everybody and oh, everything with Shin. Yeah, I definitely went through that phase. Mm. I, it really probably because I just didn't get my way. Mm. Oh well, me too. Yeah, I didn't get my yeah. way. Somebody told so me a about temper tantrum. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I just remember going in Joe's office one day and I was like, I'm leaving. And I was like yelling. She's like, you, what are you doing right now? <laughs> and you didn't give me my lamp. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, I, and it's funny because I think everyone who works here, who is alumni of McShin, mm-hmm. Has had an experience like that. Yeah, I, I'm pretty sure. I mean, I, I don't, I don't know about. Well, Bob's not here anymore, but I don't know about if Bob. But I know Honesty always talks about what she did. Jillian talked about mm-hmm. her experience, you know. And I think that's kind of funny about that. I think yeah. that that we have a funny way of dealing with that. But anyway, Recovery Month, Recovery, recovery Fest, Fest mm-hmm. September 11th, 12 to 5. Um, there's going to be food. Food. I mean, really, guys, there's going to be food. It's it's yeah, right. Food. That's that's all you need to know. 12 to 5. <laughs> Um, <laughs> there'll be some family friendly events. Yeah. Uh, we will be monitoring CDC guidelines and we'll be adhering to all CDC guidelines. So we will, you know, of course have stations to wash hands. We'll be, uh, you know, maintaining social distancing, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But we will have vendors. We will have food. I keep saying that, food. but I want to say this again. Are there speakers and stuff too, right? There are speakers, but more importantly, there will be Food. Food. Yeah. Food. Now we will have speakers. We will have, um, you know, every year in Virginia is an election year. We will have some politicians out there doing their thing, talking uh, some good talk, mm-hmm. um, which we love. You know, we want to see that. But we'll have John and and I imagine, yeah, Honesty and Jesse, all the all the big wigs, mm-hmm. and then of course us little wigs. Little. I like being a little wig. Yeah. Um, that's why I'm growing up my hair so I can be a big wig too. <laughs> Okay, it's the end of the hour. I'm making corny jokes. But uh, um, in addition to that, uh, I just found out just before the show that we are doing a Labor Day picnic on Monday. Oh, really? That's what I said. Food. Food. <laughs> <laughs> so if you, if you want to get your fill of hot dogs and hamburgers, one to four on Monday, uh, Labor Day. This nice. is the, what's today? The second, third? Is there going to be speakers there too? You know? It'll be us. I mean, like literally just found out before the show. So I haven't, I haven't engaged anybody. I don't know that I'm going to be doing any work on that because I'm making plans for that day that won't be here. I'll be getting food elsewhere. Okay. I think. I don't know. We'll We'll see. We'll see. So, uh, Labor Day, huh? Labor Day. I guess that, I guess that involves me. We'll talk. I don't know. I literally just yeah. got a flyer from Honesty. Honesty, if you're watching right now, we have to talk after the show because we want to know what, what we all need to do for that. But anyway, what y'all need to know, watching and listening, is one to four on Labor Day, and we will have food mm-hmm. and family-friendly event, uh, play, but, uh, 
family stuff. friendly stuff to do, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And then recovery fest. And recovery fest. And I'll tell you what, uh, Care Talks is the 17th. Is that right? 17th, yep. 17th at six o'clock. Mm -hmm. Are we doing it in person or are we still doing the, the, the... I'm pretty sure everything is remote. Regardless of whether it's remote or not, we will be broadcasting it live through Facebook. We will stream it live, yeah, yeah. regardless of whether we do it remote or we have it here at the chapel. Again, you know, we're watching what's happening with COVID and the Delta variant. So, um, so we got some good stuff coming up to celebrate Recovery Month because mm -hmm. this year's theme. Do you know what this year's theme is? No. What do you know what this year's theme is? Nope. Oof. Oof. Recovery is for everyone. Aww. Every person. Every family every community that's awesome i love that i, I love do it. i love that did you come up with it no 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 i didn't i wish i that's wish good. i do like things that are in threes yeah um and i you'll <laughs> i do so i if you look at stuff i write you'll see sometimes there's a pattern there'll be one two three it's kind of but yeah um, i like that though what's neat is that you know i think it really encapsulates what recovery month is and especially right now as we're still dealing with this stupid pandemic mm -hmm. of covid mm -hmm. um but i think you know recovery is for everyone and i like that because what that includes there unsaid but also includes is you know recovery month is not only about substance use disorder it does encapsulate all mental yeah. health disorders you know we forget that substance use disorder is classified as a mental health mm -hmm. disorder and you know so recovery month is bringing that the rest of the the mental health spectrum into this which i think is important you know mm -hmm. there's a lot of stigma reduction that needs to be done everywhere mm -hmm. and so making sure that that we're celebrating that honoring that and going forward with that so anyway final thoughts last words from either of you? Mm -mm. Mm -mm. <laughs> I'm going to say thug it out so you can. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's fine. What did you say? I always tell people, Joyce always catches me at the end, and I'm never prepared. I forget about it every single time. And she'll ask that same question. And I hate being put on the spot. So when you put me on the spot, my mind goes blank. And all I could come up with is thug it out. So I said it every week. <laughs> it's fine. I mean, listen. I mean, you know. We need Joyce up here. Joyce is always good about with the camera and the pictures and the hashtag this and oh, that. Yeah. I'm like, and I'm just like, I just, I just got on Twitter and I'm learning how to do tweet things, and I'm I like, I still don't know how to do that. This is me, like, um, uh, one, two. What are, what are the youngins using nowadays? The TikToks? Yeah, the TikToks. <laughs> I'm the still TikToks. using. I love TikToks. I'm still using Friendster. <laughs> do you know? I'm still trying to figure out MySpace. No. Who even yeah. uses that anymore? <laughs> Tom. Tom. <laughs> there we go. I like that. That he was, was so quick good. with it. So that was good. That was really good. Yeah. You, know, you know, Tom, he got a little crap for selling and whatnot. And some and he's like, no. And he no. took that crap all the way to the bank. Yeah. It's like I made a whole ton of money. I'm like, yeah. I'm not worried about it. I'm not Mark Zuckerberg. Tom, who founded MySpace. Oh, okay. He was everybody's friend. Everybody's friend. Yeah. He was everybody's <laughs> friend. Everybody oh, had I Tom. Think I know what yes, you're about. yes. Yeah. Yeah. And so he he took the money and ran, and now he's happy as a clam. He's not testifying in front of Congress. He's not getting sued. He's not worrying about privacy issues. He's just enjoying his money and probably well, I'm not gonna say online here. So anyway, with that. <laughs> have a great weekend we will probably be doing something crazy uh next week for for the labor day event i don't know we might broadcast or do something silly but we'll see um i know we got some good stuff coming up next week but thank you all for tuning in thank you justin dixie i love you, I love you. so good to have you justin, here. justin i can take him or leave him but i love you nathan what's that i said justin i could take him or leave him but oh, i love that's, you that's <laughs> <laughs> all right well let's close this let's land this damn plane thanks guys we'll see you next week bye bye Welcome to Get in the Herd, a podcast about addiction and recovery brought to you by the McShin Foundation. If you or a loved one are looking for real discussions about addiction, recovery, stigma, advocacy, and most importantly, hope, then stick around. Thanks for joining us. Now sit back and get ready for another great episode of Get in the Herd. the CEO of the McShen Foundation and a woman in long-term recovery since May 27, 2007. I have not used drugs or alcohol. Woo -hoo! 
Thank you so, so much to the Richmond Times Dispatch and all of our voters for getting the Herd podcast. Those podcasts are amazing. Not only has it helped thousands upon thousands of people in their recovery, as well as family members, but it has helped me in my personal recovery. I get to listen to them now in my car through Spotify and iHeartRadio. And it's just really, really important for us to be innovative in the addiction field and the recovery community. So when COVID hit, we had to be innovative. You know, we really had to think of like, what can we do to reach people that cannot go to 12-step meetings? smart recovery, faith-based, whatever, um, that we're shutting down constantly. So we were innovative here at McShen. Let's start podcast. So with Todd, John, Alex, um, and some other staff, you know, we all just kind of jumped in who can do what. And um, with Todd's lead and John's lead, the podcasts have been amazing and we're still doing them today. So I want to thank you for all of your votes and all of your energy and all of your support of our mission of healing families and saving lives. Thanks.